We have a new trend going on across America and that is vacant luxury apartment buildings like the one behind me. The apartment developers have gone crazy in America. They're building nearly 1 million apartments right now in 2023. That's a record high. And what they're doing is they're building these apartments and then they're charging $2,000 a month, $3,000 a month, even $4,000 a month in some cases to rent the apartments, which of course is crazy. It's absurd. People don't have the money to afford that. So what we're now seeing is a huge increase in what's called the apartment vacancy rate in America. America. Data from apartment list shows that in many cities, there's more and more vacant apartments, particularly cities like Nashville, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and parts of Florida are seeing a lot of these vacant apartments just sitting empty. And this is now forcing the landlords to have to cut the rent and in some cases give away two or three months free rent just to get someone into the building. And ultimately, this is bad news for the U.S. housing market because over the long run, the levels of rent filter through to home prices. And right now, home price to rent ratio is near an all-time high. So if rent is going to start to go down, that means home prices are going to go down. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. All right, let's discuss that a little bit because this is a trend that's been going on and uh, more and more we're seeing this in the media, uh, new construction, uh, multifamily, then home prices. And so let's kind of, let's kind of, um, take apart a few of the few of the points in that um, in that video. The first thing is he is correct with a lot of new apartment communities being constructed. Um, and that's mainly because there's been demand to do it. So the demand's been there and you know, unless you've been living, you know, in, in, in a cave or something, you 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 know that there is demand for housing um, and this continues to be the case. So in terms of a lot of new construction rolling online, I think he's right. And we're seeing this even in our marketplace, aren't we? Oh, yeah, big time. And actually, I think uh, there might be overbuilding a little bit, but but yeah. Yeah, well, in I'll get to that in, in a little bit because it's easy to say and think that there's overbuilding being done. And it's easy to say and think that um, that these landlords are now going to basically give away these apartments for basically pennies on the dollar just to get them filled. Now, right there, that 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 is not going to be the case. And here's why. One thing that he doesn't mention is in many municipalities, the majority of them, new construction gets significant tax breaks, um, not only at the state level, but also many times at the local level. So in other words, to incentivize new construction, what a lot of cities will do is they'll say, come on in, build these new apartments, but what we won't do is we won't charge you property taxes for a year or two. Uh, we'll give you some construction grants. We'll go ahead and we'll throw this in, we'll throw that in. So at the end of the day, when you do the math, the math is very, very friendly to these new developers and new landlords because of the subsidies that many of them receive from state or local or cities or municipalities uh, in order to build these units. Um, so that's part one. Part two, and you and I have worked with this with our own stuff, is debt structure and tax structure. So in other words, a lot of lenders, when they're lending money to these developers, will have very friendly development kinds of loans in place, sometimes lower interest rates, for example. Um, again, as an incentive. Um, sometimes interest only payments for a while. And so there's, uh, there is incentive there too on the debt and tax structure. And you and I have seen this 
locally here too. So when you throw those together, it's not as if you know they're building these apartments and they're like, oh my God, we've got all these huge overhead costs, which they have overhead costs, but there's not the, we've got to give these units away for pennies on the dollar and give away two or three or four months rent just to get them filled. Now there might be a market here or there that that might happen, but in general, no, that's not the case. And it's mostly because what you're saying that it, the, um, you know, the tax forgiveness or what you know, whatever subsidy they receive and their cheaper debt, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So there's a lot of that going on in the background that many people and, and maybe and maybe he was not he's not aware of that is very friendly to developers to build these apartment communities in the first place out of the ground. Um, and then you know the comment of rents will be flat and will even decrease. Uh, is um, let's kind of look at that for a second. You know, there's something called absorption. There's something called absorption. And if you think about it, it makes sense. So in other words, when a lot of new apartment communities come online, they've got to be absorbed, right? They've got to be absorbed. There's got to be a time where new construction comes online, the units are available, and now residents are moving in there and in a lot of cases, not surprisingly, they're moving from these apartment communities over here and they're moving into the new apartment community over there. Okay. And so what we're talking about here, this is, this is not new. I mean, this goes back decades and decades in, in the development business. So this is not new. So there will be a period of absorption for these units to, the new construction units to A, get occupancy at a respectable level, let's just say at least 90% or higher, and B, the, the folks like us that own apartment communities now, we're going to have a little bit of an outflow of folks. Folks will choose to maybe leave our communities and go to these other ones because they're nicer, newer, you know, whatever, however they see value there. So there's going to be a period of all of that going on where we will see some rents, I think, leveling off and being flat. Rather than decreasing, you mean? Yeah, well, and there might be a, a market here or there where they're going to decrease. Right, right. Uh, you may have existing owners like us that may say, yeah, maybe just temporarily we may need to you know, lower our rents a little bit. But it won't be again at that level, okay, at that holy, oh my God level that, um, that, 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 were, that he was talking about on, um, on his video. And... Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of my take on that video. But, you know, one important thing that I, I totally disagree with that I think is not going to happen, and I don't think there's any kind of corollary, is he talks about the corollary between rents going lower and demand for single-family homes going down. In other words, single-family home prices going down. That doesn't exist. That's not even the case. They are two separate things, have always been two separate things. And so... Demand for single-family homes will continue to be very strong. And even in our higher interest rate environment now, there are lines of people waiting to buy single-family homes. But the affordability part of it, um, the, the, the lock on current owners really wanting to sell. So the inventory is very low. Uh, and when you have inventory that's low, which is going to continue to be the case for years, and when you have demand that's high, and it doesn't even have to be unbelievably high, right. is once you've got demand that's high, single-family home prices will continue to go up because 
of that simple um, that simple inventory that's available versus the demand aspect of it. Uh, so in, in terms of those kind of being correlated and being together, um, yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, and one, one, one more thing I'll mention, too, is, you know, if you really think about it, so let's play this out. Let's play this out for just a, a few years down the road. Do you think single-family home prices will continue to increase? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they will, too. Um, and, again, there may be some markets yeah. where there might be an issue here or there economically where that doesn't happen. But they're going to continue to increase. So, really, what's going to happen is, more and more people will be continue will continue to be priced out of the market. They won't be able to afford these homes anymore, which means they will have to rent, which will then have an effect on everything that this guy was talking about with the empty units and the flat rents and, and all of those kinds of things. So that is going to be coming full circle as well. Right. Yeah. So any final takeaways you got on that video, Try Those are mine anyway. No, I, I think you nailed it. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's really a long-term game. You got to think long-term. And I think what we've talked about here, I think, can shed some light on some of that information. Well, if you enjoyed this video and you want to make multifamily a big part of your world, make sure you click here and watch this video on the three ways to easily purchase and invest in your next multifamily property.